Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's your buddy Gavin. I'm talking kind of quietly today because it's uh, 8.30 in the morning, Saturday morning after Game 3. Red Sox lose to the Dodgers in 18 innings, which, if you're keeping score at home, is the length of two regulation games, 18 innings. So the Red Sox effectively took the game into extras and then burned their projected starter for Game 4, Nathan Nivoldi, to pitch like six-plus innings tonight. Easily the best pitcher, in my opinion, of the playoffs for the Red Sox because he's been so great as a starter and as a reliever. Did not deserve the loss last night, but I'm speaking quietly because, you know, everybody in the house was up really late last night trying to watch, um, well, not trying to watch the longest game in World Series history, watching the longest World Series game in history. So anyway, filibuster freestyle, game three, Dodgers, Red Sox, reaction show, Sox lose 3-2 to two in 18 innings. Um, so the original plan was that Jeremy Johnson would be on again um, on the West Coast where Jeremy lives. It's 528 in the morning, so Jeremy's not going to be able to be a guest. Also, we've got uh, Cindy Harrington, our pundit from Boston, actually here uh, live in studio in the Charlotte area, uh, right here at the studio now. But um, a hot take on Cindy Harrington is that she's a sleeper in the mornings, and uh, myself, not as much. Plus, I have to work later. So there's really not any time to get this in, this podcast in, before Game 4. So I'm going to read a couple things that Jeremy and I talked about last night during the game, uh, hit you with a couple other thoughts on the game. But honestly, since the game is so long, we're going to make this podcast very short, hopefully very sweet. Um, and it's going to be me riding solo like Jason Derulo. Anyway. So, where do we pick it up? I'll pick it up in the beginning. So, early in the game, you know, I thought, uh, obviously, Bueller, the Dodgers pitcher, had a fantastic game. And honestly, Rick Porcello had a pretty good game, too. Uh, he only pitched four and two-thirds, but he, was, he did a good job. He, left, he gave up one solo homer to uh, our boy Jock. Um... Chuck Peterson, is that his name? I don't even know. It's literally, I knew the guy's name all last night, and then I go to sleep for four hours, and all of a sudden you can't remember the guy's name. But anyway, as Jeremy said, it was a little bit of jocularity, a little bit of uh, jocular, a little bit of jocularitis. Um, but it just felt like socks looked like they were on their heels offensively. Uh, I was really shocked they sat Andrew Benintendi um, to make way for... Everybody's favorite, uh, J.D. Martinez. It made sense, and it seemed like they were going to get away with it. Uh, the idea of keeping Jackie Bradley Jr. in the lineup, despite his typically not great bat, um, actually proved to be correct because he had a solo homer in the late late innings of the regular, <laughs> the late innings of the regular nine inning frame. Um, and you know, Mookie and Mookie played well. I mean, we got a little. I'm going to be all over the place right now, but you got to see a little bit as my coffee maker. Was finishing making coffee, thank goodness. Um, you can probably hear that in the background. But Mookie and JBJ and Brock Holt eventually were switching which position in the outfield they were in. Uh, you know, Vasquez played first base for the first time in his career. Now, that's National League Baseball. National League Baseball is one of the reasons we went 18 innings last night because we burned everybody on the benches, we put everybody in different positions, and 
it all kind of started for the Red Sox getting out of rhythm with obviously not having the DH and Martinez and having to move things around. And so you get Ben Hendy as a pinch hitter for one at bat, and then he's out of the game. Next thing you know, you're playing a lineup of Sandy Leon, a catcher, Christian Vasquez, who's usually a catcher at first base, Ian Kinsler, second base. Plenty more on Ian Kinsler in a minute. You know, you got Bogarts at second. You've got Nunez, who came in for Devers at third, and we'll get to him in a bit, too. He was amazing. And then you've got some combination of, you know, J.D. Martinez and Brock Holtz eventually in the outfield with Mookie and with uh, Jackie Bradley. So a lot of action. Apparently 46 of the available 50 players on the combined rosters were used last night. For the Sox, it was only pitcher Drew Pomerantz, which he's a reliever usually. I guess he started in the past, and frankly, they clearly don't have confidence to play him. doesn't seem. And then Chris Sale, who at this point is probably going to be the Game 5 starter tonight. Uh, sorry, Game 4 starter tonight, Saturday night. Game 4. Sorry, Game 5. Wow. It's early in the morning. Um, so let me see. A couple things really quickly. Um, I was killing... JBJ, Jackie Bradley Jr., um, to Jeremy throughout the game. You know, I basically said at one point, literally the Sox as an NA, I don't like the Sox as an NA, an NL team, a National League team, because I said when Jackie Bradley Jr. is now your number seven hitter, said your number nine, you got problems. And then I think, I said, I think Mookie to second is the move. Now, I didn't know what would transpire with the second baseman position later in the game, but... Um, that one proves me right, but I was very wrong about JBJ. Um, Bueller was amazing, over 100 pitches. He was fantastic. Um, I told Jeremy when it looked like it was going to be a one and nothing pitcher's duel, on the, bright, on the bright side, National League Baseball lineups featuring pitching gems end in like two hours and 29 minutes. That came back to bite me. Jeremy later in the night wrote, he sent that quote back to me and then just called me a bastard. And he's right, because it was the longest World Series game of all time. So just like anything in baseball, whether it's the last out needing to be made before you win, no matter what the score is, or whether it's predicting how short a game's going to be and then it going, to become on, going on to become the longest game of all time, baseball will always put you in your place and give you your comeuppance if you think you know what's happening. Took us until about 10.20 Eastern to get our first Joe Buck is intolerable from JJ comment. Um, And then he said his eyes just rolled into his head. Um, Luckily, I was at a place called Poor Tap Tap Room with Cindy Harrington. We were going to potentially podcast from there when the game ended, but we didn't have any sound up, so we didn't have to hear Joe Buck, which I recommend highly. I don't dislike Joe Buck the way some people do, and I certainly don't dislike him the way I did back in 04 when he drove Red Sox fans insane. But um, I get it. If I had a choice between announcers and no announcers and being like in a bar with music, I'm going to go with the latter every time. So Jeremy wanted to know if we could do a pod at noon today. I told him we had to work. Uh, I had to work. So he said, yes, yeah, Cindy should do it. That'll be a fresh take. Well, unfortunately, the fresh take is that Cindy's asleep because the game ended like three hours ago. And I'm only up because I have to work in a few hours. Um, Jeremy made an interesting call that the Red Sox relief pitcher, Brazier, looks like Zach Galifianakis. I actually think he looks a lot like the husband of filibuster freestyle friend and pundit Ann Kennedy Sullivan's husband, Ryan. That's a hot take. 
more folks probably know uh, Alan, a.k.a. Zach Galifianakis. Um, so it's probably a better comparison, but since he made one, I had to make one. Jeremy made a great call. He said that the Dodgers closer Jensen will blow it. And pretty much he was about he did. JBJ went deep. Um, I said JBJ is now JBF and J at 1049. We were pumped. Also, this is going to be forgotten because of how long the game went. Jason Garrett, Dallas Cowboys head coach, was basically sitting like front row at Dodger Stadium. I'm guessing it's a bye week. I don't care. Your team is not good enough for you to be on national TV yucking it up with Brad Paisley, literally Brad Paisley, in the front row of Dodger Stadium. Not a good look. You think Bill Belichick's doing that? Maybe he'll do the voiceover before game four, maybe game one of the World Series, but he sure as heck ain't sitting there looking all happy after getting waxed all season long. Um, Bill, I don't know if Belichick was actually asked this, but Jeremy said that Belichick was asked if he was going to Fenway, and he said, well, we're kind of busy this time of year. So that's the difference between greatness and me- mediocrity, in my, my opinion. Um, Mary Hart, formerly of Inside Edition, obviously well-known, front row, behind home plate, Dodger fan, was unbelievable last night. Um, once they brought in Craig Kimbrell, and he does that weird kind of pre-pitch thing where he puts out his, his right arm at kind of like a, a robot, like 90-degree angle, kind of like the hinge move that you would do if you were the robot, but he kind of gets ready to pitch. And she started doing it, but doing it with both hands, both arms, and then kind of dancing around. And then after that, she was off to the races. What's amazing is two seats down from her was the only man in Dodger Stadium who either was too old to stand up or just can't be bothered to stand up. I'm guessing it's a combination of both. Larry King looking like uh, he was basically the Yoda puppet from the original Star Wars movies where like Yoda really couldn't move very much because it was just like some guy in like a rubber suit um, or like a puppet. And uh, Larry King, I, I, he might still be sitting there ready for tomorrow's game because he, he did not get up for a thing that I saw. I mean, even Hembry came in for the Red Sox, who I inherently don't trust, and looked great. Um, <laughs> Jeremy apparently hates Ke- uh, Hembry and, and basically said he was screaming at him the whole time, but um, he was hoping it would work, and it did, actually. Um, you know, Sandy Leone came in, did a good job. Uh, Avoldi came in and did an unbelievable job. But here, here are the issues, and I'll, I'll go, kind of go back on a couple things positive in a minute. But Red Sox had a chance to win the game in regulation, and Kinsler on third base, tags up, and the throw, I mean, the throw from center field was just absolutely fire. Uh, let me get my notes really quickly because i got to get the dude's name right if I can. It was an unbelievable throw. Uh, Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger in center field threw out Ian Kinsler by a mile. And that's when you thought Ian Kinsler was having a bad night. Boy, were we wrong. So the Sox had a chance to go up there. They also had a chance way earlier in the game to score a run with Jackie Bradley Jr. getting caught stealing. There was kind of a reprisal of that. The Dodgers got caught stealing by David Price, another starter who pitched well in this game, unbelievably. Um, But anyway, I just want to point out a couple other funny things. At 1.30 a.m., Jeremy wrote... (laughs) What you watching? Anything on TV? That's pretty funny. Um, so, Kinsler. 
and Nunez, a tale of two defensive replacements going in very different directions. So number one, we talked about Kinsler having trouble uh, getting from third to home, getting thrown out. That was rough. Nunez, meanwhile, comes in, finds a way to... Oh, by the way, sorry. Kinsler getting thrown out at home was the third dumb base running play of that time on the bases for Kinsler. He almost got picked off at first base. He overslided at third base and almost got tagged out by Turner uh, on the overslide and then got thrown out at home plate by like a mile. Really tough sequence. Bill Simmons had a really good, good tweet. The sports guy said something like, his time on the base paths during that segment was like watching an 18-month-year-old careen aimlessly on a bouncy castle. Can't say any better than that, Billy boy. Good job. Okay. So anyway, Nunez comes in. Nunez, all he does is beat out an infield ground. He, he hustles in, with, with Brock Holt on second base, beats out the throw. And because of the hustle and the second baseman trying to cover from the shift and being so far away, because Muncie was out of position because he was in the shift too, the pitcher throws it over. I forget who was pitching at the time for the Dodgers. It goes past first base, down, down the right field line. Brockhold scores, and you think, holy cow, we're going to win this game. And, and Nunez made a great play there. Uh, he made some other decent base running in that inning. Um, unfortunately, you know the bases get loaded with two outs, and then Xander Bogarts hits the ball literally a foot in front of home plate. <laughs> Catcher picks it up, steps on home play, inning over. Red Sox had the bases loaded. So, again, their chances were there. Their chances were there. Their chances were there. So many chances were there. But they're up 3-2. Nunez is one out, 13th inning, I believe. Nunez goes diving into the crowd to make a catch on a foul ball. Unfortunately, there's a dude on base on first base, I think it was. He advances to second while Nunez is literally in the first row on the third base line in the crowd. Because he's tagging up. Because it was a catch, so it's an out. Two outs. Man on second. Yasiel Puig comes up to the plate. And, of course, the Dodgers tie it. Because instead of Kinsler making the play on Puig... Well, first of all, instead of them walking Puig to get to the guy behind him in the lineup, who I think was like one for something in the series so far, they pitch to Puig. Puig hits the ball... Not an easy ball, but not a hard ball to the fringe of the outfield and the infield where they meet on the dirt. Kinzer makes a nice scoop and then proceeds to throw the ball into the third row, essentially. And the thing is, he's pulling Vasquez off the bag, but Vasquez is not a seasoned first baseman. It's his first time in the major leagues playing first base. So he stayed anchored to the bag a little too long, kind of like hoping against hope, believing against belief he could reach it and make the tag still. What he would have needed to do, if he was a seasoned first baseman, is to get the F off the bag, right? And just make sure that the ball doesn't go into the stands or into, you know, doesn't go out of play. But unfortunately, Kinsler put him in that position. Kinsler, honestly, in that position, maybe you just eat the throw. And at that point, I mean, just, just hold it. Then you'll have runners at the, at the corners, two outs, and the dude coming up is one for something in the series. Tough for him. I mean, I don't know if he's going to come back for this or not, but I will say this. The whole Mookie Betts playing second base thing just got a lot more palatable for me because the last thing I'm going to be caught saying after that throw is, oh, man, we really need Kinsler's glove in there. And that's unfair, and that's harsh, but try telling that to Bill Buckner, right? 
my man had to live with that for like 18 years. And really, he still has to live with it. It was just the anniversary of it the other day. You know how I know? Because ESPN published, it was the anniversary of Bill Buckner's era. So anyway, I, I have no animosity towards Kinsler. He just had a tough game. And uh, someone on the Sox said, you know, we win together, we lose together. I think it was Nunez who had every right to say whatever he wanted yesterday because Nunez had the best game out of anybody, especially anybody who came in who wasn't a starter, as a position player at least. Obviously, I think Avoldi had the best. Avoldi's performance was fantastic, and, and it sucks that he lost. He got, the, he got the L, I should say. So Jeremy says 3.34 in the morning. Eastern Coast, East Coast time. So Jeremy's out in the Pacific time zone. So it's 12.30 for him. Sale starts. Pomerantz in relief. Holt closest. So Jeremy's not exactly pumped. Um, apparently also Mentz um, just called Rich Hill, quote, Dick Mountain. Um, and Jeremy is not impressed with that nickname nor that pitcher and thinks the Sox can come back today, which is now Saturday for game four. Oh, man, a lot to unpack. Again, longest game in World Series history. I'm just going to leave it there. You guys don't need to hear me whisper talk anymore. I apologize for whisper talking. I do feel like it's important to get this one in, even though it's, you know, that game did not go the way we wanted in terms of time. As a Sox fan, it did not go the way it went. you wanted to go in terms of results. But, hey. It's a historic game. It's going to be a footnote in the history of this World Series, no matter what. That is the longest game ever played. Sox had their chances. And, you know, frankly, at home the Sox scored eight and they scored four. It took them 18 innings or 13 innings to score two tonight. That's not enough offense. And we know we got to pitch well. You got Chris Sale still. He might be on short rest. Let's figure out the math right now while we can. So the World Series started on Tuesday. So that was Wednesday was day one. Thursday, day two. Friday, day three. So he pitches Saturday, he's on three days rest. He pitches Sunday, he's on four day rest. So in some ways, do you, I think you gotta take the shot. You know, David Price has taken the ball on short rest, Avoldi has done whatever they've asked, and Porcello has done whatever they've asked. He's been in relief, he's started, etc. I think if you're Chris Sale, this is the moment you put your salary, you put the team, you put everybody else on your back, and even though you're not 100%, I think you got to go sail. Only thing that stinks is then basically you're on short rest for everybody else. I mean, David Price pitched tonight or last night. Voldy pitched last night. Porcello pitched last night. So you got to pick your poison. Do you want sail on regular rest in game five, potentially tied two to two, or do you, and then not probably not being available for the rest of the series, or do you want Sale tonight on short rest with the ability of if you go game seven, you got a third shot at Chris Sale. I think that's the way you go. I think that's probably the way Cora goes. We'll see. If Drew Pomeranz is starting tonight, <laughs> or if you know, maybe Mookie Betts will pitch instead of playing second base. How about that? How about that for a hot take? Anyway, do me one little favor because we're going to be back in probably 15 hours doing game four recaps. If you haven't done so already, you have an iPhone or an iPad, go to your Apple Podcast app, search Filibuster Freestyle, and subscribe to the show. If you feel like it, leave a review. Rate us. It helps people find the show. And feel free to tell your friends. Much appreciated. Let's hope game four goes a little better for the Sox. Let's hope it's a little bit shorter. My cape, I know it's probably going to be shorter. Let's just hope it goes better. Thanks a lot. It's your buddy Gavin on the Freestyle.